Hi everyone and welcome back to episode 5 of Enough is Enough. I hope 2024 has started well for everyone. My year has started super busy as always, never enough hours in the day for me, but I love it that way, so long may it continue. I have some change to announce on the podcast. I started this podcast with Rona and we both wanted to inspire others to manifest their true dream life. I loved our energy together on the Dee and Rona show, but unfortunately, Rona has other commitments and can't continue. It was always my dream to have a podcast, so I will be continuing solo. It will now be Enough is Enough with Denise Robinson. I also want to thank Rona for being a lovely co-host and helping me get the podcast up and running. As I was sitting in my favourite Italian cafe just off Pier Street this morning, as I always do before I come into the podcast studios to record, it got me thinking. It's always great to push ourselves and I feel the momentum is now built and the show has been very popular, so I will continue alone. Over the past episodes, I wanted to encourage everyone to live their best life at whatever age. If you want it hard enough, you will get it. The new format covers many of the same topics, but with a focus on empowerment and personal development. It's my passion to help other people to make the most of every moment of their precious lives, instead of being held back by lack of self-belief and lack of self-love. I'll be drawn upon my own life's journey to inspire others to say enough is enough and to know when it's time to escape unhealthy patterns, friendships, situations and reclaim your power and freedom. So to kick off the new show and to let go of the old show, I have recorded my own journey because I believe it's important to let my listeners understand who I am, what I am and where I am today. My journey is quite empowering and I hope that it helps others who feel the need to move forward, that it will help them do so. So I just want to do a little epilogue about my own journey from Northern Ireland to Dublin. For those of you who don't really know me, um, you might know me through social media. You might know me from just tuning into the podcast with Rona. Or you might not know me at all and you're just wondering who is this crazy woman. Um, I did write a book, Still Standing, from the shores of Belfast to the lights of Dublin in 2022. Again, it was another thing that I wanted to tick off that bucket list that I always wanted to write a book. It's a self-help memoir. and it's, it's to encourage and help other people achieve their dreams. And also that, you know, a relationship isn't the be all and end all of life. Life is, there's a big world out there, uh, lots to see and lots to do, lots of people to meet. And I think lots of us are held back by being in a relationship and the fear of being on our own. So my story in my book, which talks about my marriages and what happened to me. And I want to kind of just talk a little bit about that now so that you can if you don't read, then you will get a little bit of a synopsis here of my journey. So why did I do it? Why did I leave Northern Ireland at the age of 48 to come to a new city, not really knowing anybody? Uh, But I will recap that I do love Dublin. I always have loved Dublin and I socialised here quite a bit and I have family that live in Dublin. So as kids, we grew up in Malahide, on the beaches, having fun uh, with my cousins. So I always had this draw for Dublin. And even though I go back and I've been married, I used to always say to my exes, oh, I'd love to live in Dublin and God, it's never going to be possible. So in the back of my mind, I guess I always had this. So I says, why did I do it? So my journey 
I guess, goes right back. Um, I have been married twice. The first marriage, I was very young and silly. Uh, great guy. Just I just didn't want to be married and I shouldn't have got married. But then I went on and uh, said, I want to be single. I want to be free. I'd never dated anybody in my life, only this one person. And at this stage, I was 26. And I thought, no, I need to break free and just live a little, go on a holiday. I'd never had a holiday with a girlfriend. So I said, no, I can't stay in this. So I left, got my own apartment and then I started to party. <laughs> party like a rock star, I guess, of this newfangled life. I had a lovely apartment and I was just working in print sales and enjoying life. I had lots of great friends in Belfast and started to travel and do things. And then I met a person who had pursued me for quite some time and I wasn't that interested in really getting involved with anybody and that's the, tr the honest truth but he came along and he whisked me off my feet and we had this uh, amazing time traveling the world he was very well off and I guess he just like took over my life just like bang all of a sudden I'm like in this amazing lifestyle so he was a great guy in many ways very very flamboyant great fun. We'd walked into the room and everybody loved him. He just was the centre of attention. And of course, like most girls in this stage, I was in my 30s, you know, it's exciting and it's fun. And it was exciting and fun. And he did teach me a lot about life and educated me with, with how to grow a business. And only for him, I wouldn't have started my own business, which I did years later. Um, so I always believe in life. You learn from people. They're lessons and everything that happens is a lesson. And that's what I advocate all the time through my social media, if you happen to follow me there, which is D in the City on Facebook. Um, and I always advocate this, but at the same time, we can't take away the fact that when pain happens to you and you're hurt massively, how it actually affects your life. So I was with him for six years, or sorry, five years in total. Um, and after uh, married for two years and after the three years we got married and uh, a year and a half after that he started to have this affair and I guess at the time I knew there was something not right I just knew it wasn't right um, but I couldn't put my finger on it so we went to South Africa and it was there that I found out with his phone that he was having this affair so I guess your world just comes crumbling down. You think, oh my gosh, how could this possibly happen to me? I absolutely loved him so much. I was so happy and I thought, how can he do this to me? And these are the questions that go over in your head. And it's not until deceit and disloyalty comes your way that you feel like an absolute fool. You think, you, you look back and we talk here about gaslighting. And he used to say to me all the time, your mind's a torture to yourself. But like it wasn't, you know, because I knew and we, we should really go with our gut feeling in life. Many of us don't. We say, oh, no, don't go with the gut. Sure, you're wrong or whatever. But in fact, I should have gone with my gut. But I found out. And nevertheless, to cut a long story short, I left. But I didn't just leave and life just got better. It didn't. I was absolutely devastated. I started taking therapy for quite some um, excuse me, for quite some time to kind of understand why this happened to me. And when I did dig deep, I realised the relationship with my mother. Um, she was very controlling and I was then attracted to these controlling men. But moving on from that, then I decided, right, I bought myself in another apartment, picked myself up, started working hard, started my own business. It was very successful. And bang, came another man five years later. And in those five years, I had travelled lots. I had a great time. I was enjoying life, independent, single, happy. And this other man came along and now he came along and as soon as I met him, I just instantly fell for him. I thought, wow, this guy, this is like Prince Charming's just walked into my life. He is 
absolutely stunning. I love fancied him. We had great fun. And one thing and another, we ended up in a relationship. So that relationship lasted for six years. And in those six years, I guess I went through a difficult time with his family not accepting me and lots of other things that went on there, which I don't particularly want to talk about. But um, eventually my dad then, I think it was on a Thursday, my dad rang me and he said, can you meet me for a coffee? So I went to meet him and he said, Denise, I've got cancer. Um, and I was utterly devastated. And I said, what does that mean? He said, well, I hadn't want to tell you. I'm going to see the doctor on Monday. If you want, you can come with me. And I said, yes, that would be great. So on the Monday, that weekend, um, I went out for dinner with my partner who I was living with and I'd rented my house out for two years. So I was actually... Um, living in his house so my house was with another tenant and he said to me Denise you know I don't really it's not there anymore I just don't love you anymore and he says I think you need to move out and I said but what do you mean I'm going to the hospital on Monday with my dad he's been diagnosed with cancer terminal cancer and he says yes I know it's not great timing but I think it's just the way it has to be because I don't want commitment and I don't want to get married and I I thought to myself like your world just comes crashing down on top of you you think your mind is like lost. It's like, what am I going to do? Where am I going to live? I had a dog. I had my own business. I said, where am I going to live? He says, I don't know. But, you know, you'll find somewhere. You have enough friends. They'll, they'll let you stay. And I came out of the place. I, I actually wanted to walk into the sea. I I absolutely was at an all-time low. And I rang a friend and I said, could you please let me stay in your place? It, I knew it was empty until I sorted myself out. And she said, of course you can. And it turned out I ended up staying there for two years. Um, but... About three weeks later, of course, I was a mess, taking my dad for chemo, dealing with the loss of my father and dealing with the loss of this man who I truly loved. I thought, what? How am I going to get through all this? And it, it's amazing how we're so resilient in life. Um, but we just do. And it's like mind over matter. And you have to say to yourself, right, that's it. I'm, I'm moving forward. I have to I either sink or swim. So I said, right, OK, let's, Denise, let's start planning your future. I got a phone call about three weeks later to say that he was dating my friend and then he married her a year later. So you can imagine the total and utter devastation and loss and heartache I went through at that time. I hated myself. I didn't know how I was going to actually move forward another day. I couldn't get out of bed. I was on antidepressants. I was drinking more excessively than anybody. I started taking the odd bit of drugs because I just couldn't cope with what was happening in front of me and my business then went to the side because I wasn't concentrating on it I actually couldn't concentrate on anything I just self-loathed I thought what is wrong with me why do I deserve this in life you know like why did I deserve for someone to treat me so badly and you can't help but feel sorry for yourself and think what is it that that I have done in life to deserve this but it's not and that's the thing that we must understand that it's not you, as my therapist always said, it's them. But at the time, sorry, I actually can't believe I'm getting upset here, but at the time, I didn't see that. I thought it was me. I thought, why? And I look at all these other people who are married and happy. Why did that happen to me? So I decided then I would start going down to Dublin and networking and meeting new people and trying to create more business for myself and so forth but my mind wasn't really at it I was going but I wasn't really feeling good enough I didn't feel strong enough I thought no one's going to want to buy off me why would anybody want to give business to me because sure you're no good like 
like you, you, you've now got two field marriages and a field relationship. You know, why would anybody want to deal with you? So it did take me quite a few years with therapy to try and get myself back up there. And at that stage, I don't know how many times I attempted to try and commit suicide because I just thought I wasn't worthy of living. Why would anybody want to live with me? Why would anybody love me? Hi, you know, and friends. This is the thing, like friends who your friends didn't like maybe the way you dealt with things. And it's amazing the way friends can just leave you. They just leave you whenever you're not serving them any good anymore. And the amount of friends that I lost at that time was actually quite shocking and horrifying. But the people that stayed with me are close friends to me today. And they're the people that you you trust and believe in and that keep you going. And there's always friends that will be there for you at your worst day. And I'm fortunate in life to have had lots of very good loyal friends. Sadly, some that not so loyal. But, you know, I think when I re- look back at all this now and I say to myself, why, why, why? And it, there is no why. You just have to say that's life. You make bad choices, things happen and you can't blame yourself. You have to look at life and say, okay, I've got one bite of the cherry here. I'm a certain age. I either lie down and die and let these men succeed in ruining me or I get up and I say, no, I'm going to fight and I want to make sure that I have a successful life in Dublin. So I started going down to the Dublin Chamber, lots of networking events, and I was offered a job. And I said, that's it, I'm out of here. So I sold everything I had. I got rid of all my possessions. I was renting a house at that stage because my own house was subsiding. So I lost all the equity, which was nearly £450,000. I lost it all. And I thought, right, okay, I'm starting back from scratch again. Denise with nothing, starting from nothing. And I thought, right, okay. Well, you know what? The worst thing can happen to me is I die because at this stage I have nothing else to lose. So I go to Dublin. doesn't work. What's the odds? I can't stay here because if I stay here, actually probably won't survive. I'd say I will end up be successful in committing suicide. So I packed up, moved. Everybody was in shock. They all thought, how can you do this? You're very brave. And I said, I don't have a choice. If I don't go... I won't be alive. And I arrived down to Dublin, rented a little apartment in Dunleary. And I'll never forget it, my little dog and I, Zara. And I never felt as happy the day that I went into that apartment. I thought, wow, this is my new world, my new life, new me starting all over again. And all I had was the rent, the, the deposit for the rent and the first month's rent. I didn't have any other money. I was starting the job actually with nothing and I thought right if this job doesn't work out okay worst case scenario I'll be able to get money I'll be fine so I started the job and I didn't like it so I thought oh what am I going to do so I stayed with it for three or four months and then eventually I was offered another job which I'm in now which I love and I've thrived at I started off traveling all around Ireland in the first year really really working extremely hard to try and make enough money to have a life in Dublin which is much more expensive than than Northern Ireland and I said right you can do it you can do it it was tough it was the probably toughest year of my life but I did make it I did make it and five years later I've turned over millions of euros worth of business in the job that I'm in. I decided I always wanted to write a book. I put the money into the book. It was published last year. And I drove with my really good friend, Pat, to Donegal one day. I said, Pat, Sarah Jessica Parker is in Donegal. Let's go down and we'll drop off my book and we'll see if she'll maybe read it. You never know. I was so enthusiastic and so hopeful that my book will do really, really well. I've always, from moving to Dublin, I've always retained 
positive outlook on life. I've always said positive that things will go well for me. So Pat and I drove down to Donegal. We spent the Sunday driving down, uh, left the book for Sarah Paris, Jessica Parker. And of course, we never heard back from her. But sure, that's life. You have to take these opportunities. And I left it in RTE for Ryan Tuberty. I've left it everywhere. I've managed to sell nearly close on a thousand books, which is remarkable for a self-published book. And my editor said, Denise, the book will be there forever and you can get it on Amazon anytime. She said, the thing about books are that books grow over the years. People, word of mouth, someone will say, you should read this book, you should read this book. I believe my book's an excellent book for to help anybody that has been through traumatic times in their lives like I have. And it's not just one loss, it was two huge losses. So um, I feel my resilience, and my tenacity to keep going carried me through to where I am today. And I always wanted to start a podcast after the book and it hasn't worked out with Rona, but uh, it's something I've always wanted to do and I'm going to keep doing it. And I do believe that, you know, this podcast is when is enough enough when was enough enough in your life? And I want people's voices to be heard. My story, I had just simply had enough of my life in Northern Ireland. If I had stayed there another day, I know I wouldn't be here today. So it could have been any country, I guess, but I always had a love for Dublin. I moved to Dublin. It's been the best move ever. I've made lots of wonderful friends, real loyal, good people who are here for me and have been here for me through the last six years. I've also made pe- met people who have been disingenuous, um, who obviously are, they're not happy within themselves, so they have to share that and talk about you or whatever that might be. But, you know, I'm glad I've kind of, I can see that now. And instead of staying, I've had a few relationships since I came here. And again, instead of staying in these relationships, I've, opted to get out of them because I know my own self-worth now. I know what I'm worth and I will not have anyone question my worth. So I would rather be single and be on my own and have a wonderful, happy life than be in these relationships just for the sake of being in a relationship or also feel the need to have to be in a relationship. You don't have to be in a relationship. Just the best relationship you can have is the relationship with yourself. And it's taken me many, many years to understand that. I felt that, oh my gosh, look at me at my age, who, you know, I'm on my own. I shouldn't be. I should have my lovely, beautiful home that I used to have. I should have my dogs. I should have a husband. You know, that's not to say that that's the perfect life. I mean, maybe my journey is just to live my life like this and date people and maybe one day the right soulmate will come along but until then I'm just going to keep plodding on and living my best life. A good saying I have, I love it and it's love many, trust few and always paddle your own canoe because you never know when any relationship is going to end or whatever is going to happen. You always have to have your own independence, keep your own life, keep your friends, have your own career do never, this is just my viewpoint, I have been with people who have been very wealthy um, and I never, ever give up my independence. I had my own career, my own job, my own cars, my own money. I never allowed that to go, no matter how wealthy they were. So I just feel like I wanted to talk about this today because I think I want people to understand who I am. I get a lot of people thinking, there you are, out socialising, partying around Dublin. yeah. That's me because I am the social butterfly. I love life. I love people. I love living life to the full. No one pays my bills. I pay them all myself. And that's just the message that I want to get across there, that don't judge a book by its cover. Dig deep and find out who that person really is before you judge and make comments about who they are, what they are. Um, 
my great belief is treat people as you want to be treated yourself. And I want to help others get through difficult times in their lives. And if that might be they're not strong enough to leave a marriage or a relationship, read my book and that might help you discover yourself a bit more. Look in and say, I am worthy of the right partner. I am worthy of the right life. Why should I be accepting second best? I certainly was never going to accept second best. When my husband had the affair, I was out of there. The second one said, you need to move out. I was out in two days. I got all my belongings out of there. No one was going to tell me a second time. So always have that self-respect, belief in yourself and love for you. I hated myself for many years there, but I truly love myself now. I really do. And nobody will come between me and myself ever again. So I hope you've enjoyed that little <laughs> epilogue of my life, just summed down. If you want to, to more detail, you can obviously buy my book on Amazon. Um, I'm going to continue with the podcast. I have a list of amazing guests that I want to bring on. I will thrive. I hope you can all share. Follow me on Spotify. Follow me on social media. Spread the word to other people because I want to help. I really do want to help others discover who they are and have the right life and not accept the second best life because you can do it. And I know this year is going to be an amazing year for me. It's the 2nd of January. Tomorrow is my birthday and the 3rd of January and I will be officially in Dublin six years. And what a journey, what a ride, but it's been brilliant and it can only get better. Not because of a man coming along, because I will make it better. And then the right man will find me and love me for just who I am, not to try and change me to be something else. So I hope you've enjoyed listening and uh, I look forward to you all listening to the next episode, which is Mark Robson. Mark Robson has an amazing story to tell. So um, I can't wait to share that also. Don't forget to follow me on Spotify to be notified of the next episodes and my social media platforms. For those of you who don't know me, I am on Facebook under D in the City, which I set up for my book, but it will now cover my podcast also. Instagram, you'll get me on Denise Robbins in Dublin. Both platforms, I share positivity, fun in the city and parts of my own life to encourage you all that you too can live your best life single or in a relationship. So thank you all for listening. Keep smiling and I will catch you all soon.